You are Locked On Women's Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB and, of course, at Summit Hoops with two T's in honor of Pat, where you can get 24-7 women's basketball coverage as well. Don't forget to both download the Summit Hoops app on either iOS or Android, and make sure for the Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast, you rate and review us on iTunes or your podcast listen of choice. We are joined today by a fascinating figure in the world of women's basketball, 2017 top overall pick, San Antonio Stars guard, Kelsey Plum. Kelsey, such a pleasure to have you on the program. So the place I'd love to start is by speaking to a stat that I think says everything, uh, and that is that when you have gotten at least 30 minutes of play this year, uh, your team is 5-0. and And I think that speaks to not just uh, your quality of play, but very specifically to how a ball-dominant guard can see a game and take, almost take the temperature of a game as it goes on. Is that how it seems to you? Is that how it feels to you? And has that been your experience? Um, you know, it's crazy because I didn't really know that stat. Um, I was told it the other day, but, you know, for me, I, I just think I, I'm trying to make the most of my opportunity, whatever coach gives me. So, you know, 25, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, but I'm just trying to make the most of it, play as hard as I can and be, you know, fully into the game. Now, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you though the 5-0 and o thing, but um, <laughs> I don't, at the end of the day, if we win, I, I don't I don't care, you know, right. so um, it's just really not something that, I don't think I just let, I just haven't paid much attention to it, because at the end of the day, it's something that I can't control, so. Right, right, and, yeah. and the communication from that end, as far as knowing just from, from game to game, do you feel like you have a sense of how, A, how involved you're going to be on a game-to-game basis, and B, how much we're going to see the three of you together, Kayla McBride and Mariah Jefferson as well. And the reason I asked the latter, of course, is because in so many ways that seems like that's the plan of the franchise is to have the three of you together. So I'm just wondering how much of that is uh, on a game-to-game basis and how much of that is, all right, you know ahead of time. Oh. I don't know anything like that ahead of time. I mean, like I said, I'm a, I'm a player that, that stuff doesn't – I can't control any of that. Um, you know, so for me, I just try to go out and try to play as well as I can and focus on what I can do to help the team. Um, and I think you would see, like, the more um, – the better I play, the more I play. But I think that's, you know, the case with any team you're on. Um, you know, if someone's hot or someone's playing, well, you can leave them out there. Um but at the end of the day, I, like you said, I, I'm sure that's a, a plan. Um, but like, I can't, you know, if if you get caught up in worrying about things like that, you're gonna lose yourself. And right. that's just not, you know, that's not me. I'm never worried about stuff. I never um, try to get caught up in, you know, the politics or the drama or whatever like that. I, I'm just trying to be the best basketball player I can be to help my team win. Well, it's been striking, and and to have 23 points on the board the other day, 12 assists prior to that, it 
is the type of season where, especially when you get off to an early bit of struggles, that could derail a lot of rookies. It hasn't for you. And I wondered how much you have drawn on some of the frustrations that you felt as a freshman in college, where Coach Neighbors uh, gave you an opportunity to lead that team from day one, but it was not the seamless transition high school to college. Has that been helpful for you to draw on even just emotionally as you've been trying to navigate the WNBA? Um, absolutely. I do think that when you go through adversity any time in life, you, um, you're, you're met with basically two decisions that you can, either, you can choose to, you know, basically crawl into a hole. And so I think I've always been raised in a family where you just got to keep pushing, keep pushing and keep your head down and just, uh, work and, um, and then just let, let things take care of themselves. You know, um, I, really have helped like those experiences in the past not even just in college but also in high school I don't think people realize that you know as a freshman I came off the bench and you know there was politics on that too and right. you know I just think I've learned that if you just you, know, you got to take the high road and you just got to realize like this isn't about me this is about trying to help my team win games and I'm going to be a great teammate and I'm going to be encouraging and I'm going to go out and when I get my opportunity I'm going to play as hard as I can but so wish, I think for me, go ahead, please. No, that's okay. That's for me. I just think that that's what I've been taught to do from a young age, and I'll continue to do that the rest of my career. And I mean, it's been striking not just the on the court, but just the fact that you are so often the first one off the bench to congratulate everyone. You know, there's there's been a clear buy-in that's uh, that's been been present from the start. I'd love to get into some of the specifics of how that's manifested itself, even even before this recent hot streak. If you look at the numbers you're putting up uh, on a per-possession basis, uh, on spot-up shooting, you are in the top quarter of the league over the course of this year, not among rookies, among all players. And I'm wondering, that was a skill of yours that you excelled at uh, in Washington as well, but do you feel like you've reached another level in terms of your comfort uh, being able to do that? And ha- do, do the numbers match up with the way you feel your game has gone off the ball this year? Yeah, I do feel more comfortable. I think a lot of it has to do with just being completely healthy. And I think that, um, you know, it's tough because I'm, when I'm playing, I'm not going to make an excuse for, oh, you know, my ankle's bothering me or I'm in pain or I can't move like I do. Like, at the end of the day, you're playing and that's what matters you just got to play well so I think it was tough you know early on just um not feeling 100 percent and you know struggling to just move fluidly like fluid out there but I think that I feel more comfortable physically and because of that um you know I think I see the game a little bit differently I'm able to get to spots I wasn't able to get to maybe a month ago and uh, I do feel more comfortable with the system and things like that so absolutely do feel um, just more more points out there. So that speaks to the other side of the ball, where if you go by points per possession defensively, you're actually in the upper third of the lead as well. Now, we talked about this uh, going back to even prior to the draft. The idea was, geez, is she going to be able to make that adjustment defensively to the pros? And you said something that stuck out to me when we spoke a couple months ago about that you can be more physical defensively. And it was something you were actually looking forward to. How has that manifested itself uh, game after game? Have you felt that? Has that been an advantage for you? And does that allow you to even overcome earlier on this year where you're trying to play while uh, coming back from that ankle injury? 
Yeah, you know, I think, um, like we talked about earlier, that physicality is something that plays a plus in the way I play. Um, but I also just think I, I really like the way the WNBA is set up, that you play, for example, we played, um, like, Washington, the Mystics, Mm-hmm. And then, like, a week later, we got to play them again. So it's just nice to be able to, okay, you see something, and then while it's still fresh in your mind, you get to play again. And so, you you know, you just try to take what you learned from the last game offensively, but, but very much defensively, and then, you know, put it into the next game and try, like, oh, you know what, I messed up on this position, or I got this wrong. I'm going to change that differently. So I think for me, um, just the learning curve has been, a lot easier just because of the schedule and just the ability to try to, you know, uh, learn from your mistakes on the fly and be able to correct them and just get better the next time you play certain teams and certain players, you know, what they like to do. And, you know, you can only, you can only watch so much film before you actually play people in person and then kind of get a feel for how they play and what they like to do. So uh, I think just game by game um, that experience has helped me. Do you feel like you're you're at 100% at this point? Do you feel like the ankle is where you want it to be, or has that been something you've had to continue to manage? No, it's something that I'll continue to manage all year long, but extremely, um, I'm a lot happier with how I feel, and, um, you know, I just think that I'm moving a lot better, and it's, mm. I'm not as, as much pain in as I was before. Well, it's, it's been terrific to see, and I'm obviously happy to hear that as well. I want to turn to some of the bigger picture issues, uh, one of them being uh, your role in uh, NBA Live 18, that there are WNBA players, uh, and, and if you could take me through just what you think it will mean. I, I, I was thinking about it when I heard that you were one of the motion capture athletes for it, that you grew up idolizing Diana Taurasi and wanting to be Diana Taurasi, but it seems like there's another level of being able to engage that uh, as a young child coming up that you can play as a video game. Do you think that that mm-hmm. will have a material impact on how many people can choose to be and want to be the next Kelsey Plum because they can be you in a video game? I absolutely think it's going to have a huge impact on not just the women's basketball community, but um, just social media and the way we think about, you know, athletes and professional athletes. Um, You know, one of the reasons we idolize especially players in the NBA is because we can play them on NBA Live. We can play them um, and we can, you know, we we compete and we have fun with it. We use our, you know, friends and family. I'll go over and watch my cousins play and stuff like that. So I think it is really cool because it brings a completely different audience that wouldn't have been reached if it weren't for this game. Um, so I'm super, super, not even just excited, but I'm really proud that someone kind of stepped out of the box and said, you know what, hey, this is a great idea, and we're going to go through with it. So um, shout out to NBA Live for um the opportunity and then just to have it be present I, I mean even beyond just the opportunity to be able to play like you said having it be a part of the larger culture on an everyday basis do you do you feel like in a lot of ways the WNBA suffers from that more than anything else just simply getting people to be aware of its existence Absolutely. Um, and when you talk about having it be in such a national game, and um, 
allowing people to kind of feel for themselves like what this is about um i think that's how we can win people over yeah. you know i do run into people that have never heard of the WBA or they're not they don't really know what it is and um i do think that this, this is a way to help reach that type of market but i also do is a, i think it's a way for people to to reach a lot of the haters or the people that don't support it or don't support women um trying to empower women so hopefully as we see a lot of the um you know just public support from other nba players um and just people saying like this is really cool i think we can get others to buy it uh, that is certainly the hope and i think that you have hit upon something really significant this gets to our our final big picture uh part of the conversation which is you spoke out, and you've, you've spoken out about this before, about the desire to have women's basketball players be compared to other women uh, rather than to men's basketball players. And I understand your point, and I'm going to lay out my theory of the case as to why I think that we should have cross-comparisons and then you're going to tell me why I'm wrong, and then I'm going to accept it because you're Kelsey Plum and I'm not. So that's how I view this. <laughs> that's how I see this going. Um, so my, okay. my theory of the case is as follows. You are one of the players who, are, who is at the edge of the sport. So when I look at your senior year in Washington, when I look at sort of the range of things you were able to do, you were not only the all-time leading scorer in the women's game, you were doing it at a hyper-efficient level, you know, just shy of 50, 40, 90. So, you know, we can talk about Jackie Styles all you want or what Rachel Banham did, and, and, and they were excellent, but you were doing things that were never done before. And so when you're searching for a comp there and there's something that's being done that's never been done before by a women's player, I think it makes sense to sort of reach for the men's comparison in that case, in the same way that when I try to compare, say, Brianna Stewart and what she does defensively, I don't think there's a comparable women's player. I think you have to reach to, say, a Kawhi Leonard. So I think that's part one of why I think it should sometimes happen, though it shouldn't be the go-to and it shouldn't be the primary way. And, and part two is I believe very strongly that we should have one basketball. And it should be comparisons that go both ways. So when I was working on NBA draft stuff earlier this spring, I'm watching Laurie Markkinen play, and all I can think is his game reminds me so much of Emma Miesemann's game in a way that it doesn't remind me of anybody in the NBA's game. And so I also recognize there aren't a lot of people who are necessarily doing it in both directions. But I think that's the goal. I think that's the ideal I'm open to being 100% wrong on this, but I've been wanting to ask you about this ever since I read those comments and really curious what you think. Well, first of all, that's a great... I really enjoy that perspective. Um, and I, I haven't that. thought super deeply about this, but I want to start with the last thing you said about Lisa Min mm -hmm. and um, Laura, because I used to watch him when he played at Arizona, but um, and I actually, I actually thought... You know, I was talking to some of my friends, and I was like, who does he play like in the league? We, we really couldn't, like, find someone. Um, hmm. And, you know, I'm over here a woman, and I'm, like, 
not thinking that I should just use a woman to compare them, right? But right. that's that's my fault. But that's the way that we've been trained to think for so long. No question. But I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right when you say I think we need to go be able to have it go both ways. And we talk about, you know, we compare women to men, but why don't we compare men to women? Right. Um, it's a great question, and it's something that we should continue to explore because not enough people ask that. Um, and I do understand what you mean by, you know, at, like Stewie and the way that she can guard one through five and her length and her hand size and her ability to, you know, close the gap on shots and um, just be so masking as, def- as a defensive player. It is Kawhi-like. Um, and I don't think it's wrong to say that. But at the same time, I think it is also, like, have we – we've never seen anything like Stewie. So then hopefully we'll have – you know, the next one come along and we'll say, hey, so-and-so, this girl, is just like Brianna Stewart. Mm-hmm. So you're right, Stewie might have to be the first one, and there is no one like her. But then hopefully we can have someone else behind her get compared to Stu and not Kawhi. Right. So right. I think that's the that's like that bridge that we're trying to gap right now. Um, and so if, if you're saying that I'm in the same boat in terms of just um, the way I play is different than what um, we're used to, that's totally that's totally fine. I just think I think what I was saying was like moving forward we we should stop with that comparison. It's been made. Great. It is what it is. But now as we're moving forward, hopefully that um you know, someone from behind me can, you know, be like me or what I'm not sure I'm saying like oh me or whatever but you know what I mean yeah for sure oh, oh so. as you're you're the standard now uh it when it comes to what you did uh, at Wash at Washington and and Stewie is the standard for what she did and, and I also think that there's a natural antipathy to it that comes from no no shortage of times we've heard somebody with like a passing familiarity for the women's game, but has covered the men's game extensively, and is like, well, of course, the reach is to uh, the men's player because there's mm-hmm. a lack of understanding of, let's say, the history or of uh, the other players who were around. It's an easy reference point, but it also may be a bridge for fans who are unfamiliar. I, I'm less excited about that as an idea uh, than the other two, but. I, I can see it as sort of a potential for people uh, who aren't as familiar with the game as a means to, uh, you know, a, a gateway drug, if you will, to women's basketball. Right. Well, shame on us, though, for not having, um, not having that really together and figuring out a way to make it. Um, I don't. I don't know what the answer is. It's yeah. tough. This is like a new. Um, this is a new thing, so I, I still, it's, this is a good question for me. I'm going to turn this in my mind and think more about it. Excellent. Well, I always enjoy chatting with you, and I look forward to hearing what you have to say about it, uh, about this and everything else. So, Kelsey, thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.